You are now listening to the Making You a Grimy Again podcast, narrated by yours truly, Karen Garcia. It only takes a few minutes to learn some history. Today, we tackle the forgotten borough of Staten Island. In 1924, a postal worker by the name of Samuel Brown would face the hardships of being a black homeowner in Staten Island. Samuel Brown purchased a home from Clea Evans, a white woman, for $8,500 in the Castleton Hill District of Staten Island. Upon Samuel Brown's move into his new home, residents of the all-white district discovered that a black family replaced their white neighbor. This discovery resulted in efforts from the white residents to have Brown sell his home at a profit. Brown refused the first offer of $9,000, then refused a subsequent offer of $9,500 and $10,000. Shortly after the first refusal of $9,000, Brown's home faced its first attack by vandals. Brown's wife, an elementary school teacher at PS11, stated that when Samuel was just about to accept the $10,000 offer, the conspirators managed to have the company that held the fire insurance policy cancel it. The fire insurance policy cancellation led to Samuel Brown's reluctance to sell his home out of principle and refusal of any further offers. In September 1924, Brown's home was attacked yet again by a group that broke several windows with sticks and stones. A note marked KKK which threatened more violence if the Brown family failed to move out was delivered to the home after the attack. The case was brought to the grand jury and district attorney Albert Fatch when the Brown family faced conflict with other residents in the district such as the cancellation of three insurance policies. Samuel Brown was able to have 70 witnesses called to grand jury to testify for consideration of the case. Amongst the witnesses were representatives of the fire insurance companies, building and loan associations, which Brown held policies with that were canceled, as well as neighbors of Brown. District Hill residents were concerned that the grand jury's failure to return early indictments would lead to no criminal prosecution. To the surprise of District Hill residents, Musco M. Robertson, a real estate operator, was indicted by the Richmond County Grand Jury along with five other unnamed suspects, all white men. The indictment of Robertson and the other five suspects came a month after the case was presented to the grand jury. Robertson happened to be Brown's next-door neighbor at 67 Fairview Avenue, while Brown lived at 65 Fairview Avenue. Robertson was released on $500 bail, pleaded not guilty, denied involvement, and assured he was ready to go to trial to prove his innocence. Robertson and the five suspects were indicted for the utilization of these four methods to oust Brown from his home and their neighborhood. The first being attempting to have Brown transferred from duty in the Stapleton Post Office much further distant than his home. Two, committing acts of vandalism on the property from July 1924 to July 1925. Three, attempting to get fire insurance companies to cancel the fire insurance policies of the letter carrier. Four, attempting to have the Westerly Building 
and Loan Association foreclosed the mortgage on Brown's home. With the evidence presented, District Attorney Fash claimed to already know who the five unidentified suspects could be. Samuel Brown filed a suit with the Richmond County Clerk for $100,000 against the nine neighbors he alleged had conspired to oust him and his family from their home. Alongside Musco and Robertson was his son, Louis Robertson, Edward Hesse, Charles A. Price, William Buon, John Schimmel Jr., Louis Famer, Charles A. Canisu, and Harry V. Collier. According to Brown, these men meant frequently to conspire against him. It is believed that the indictment was dropped due to insufficient evidence. On November 1927, the suit filed by Brown against the white supremacist conspirators was discontinued by Supreme Court Justice Scooter. Brown's lawyer announced that the case was settled out of court without cause to the conspirators. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around for more episodes. In the meantime, visit makingyourgrimeyagain.com. Thank you.